Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Vikings almost collapse against the Steelers. How COVID has hit pause on the Bulls' stellar start. Plus, haven't we learned not to guarantee wins? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Minnesota Vikings jumped out to a 29 to nothing lead and did what they do so well. They tried their best to blow it. They just couldn't do it at the very end. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thursday night, 36 to 28. Joining me now from Locked on Vikings is Luke Braun. And Luke, this is one of those teams that if you just watch them for three quarters, you go, it's like an eight or nine win team. And then if you just watch them in the fourth quarter, you go, are, are they going to pick a quarterback in, in the draft? Like, <laughs> yeah. how, what are we supposed to learn from any Vikings game? Not just this one. Yeah, the, the cardinal rule. So there are two cardinal rules of the Vikings. I think I might have said this on the show before. One is they always must be hilarious. And two, you never get to know if they're good or not. It, it, the second you think you know if they're good or they're bad, like they lost to the Lions and everybody's okay. Now, okay, at least we know. The Vikings are bad. We know we can take that to the bank. We can move on and talk. Nope. <laughs> Now they come in and they get out to a 29 to nothing lead against a team with a winning record in prime time where Kirk's supposed to suck. Totally boat race someone. You go, oh, okay, well, now they're good. Good. They're killing someone. Great. We know that they're good. Nope. Two interceptions in the second half. Total meltdown. Cornerbacks getting PI penalties left and right. Uh, a stupid taunting penalty. Just a total breakdown. And then suddenly Ben Roethlisberger has a chance to break their hearts in the end zone, just like Goff did uh, four days ago. And then you're, you want to throw up. It's just life of being a Vikings fan. It's been this way since, I don't know, the Carter administration. <laughs> I had a I had a media friend text me during the game that was like, why are the Vikings bad? And then about a half an hour later, <laughs> there was the text that was like, oh, that's why. And so <laughs> I I guess like the thing that I'm wondering is if they if they get into the playoffs, like how dangerous can this team be? Because to me, the answer is is pretty, pretty dangerous, whether it's for the opponent or their own fan base. So they've had this exact same game a lot of different times before. <laughs> Right. They had this exact same game twice against the Lions, where they won the game once and they lost the game once. They had this game against the Steelers. They had this game against the Cardinals. It does not matter who you are. You're going to play this exact game against the Vikings, and it will came, come down to the last play. So if they get in on a second on a seven seed, some two seed team is going to be in the fight of their life in some chaotic game that nobody will ever come to be able to understand. That's why I say <laughs> chip in a chair. Let's get in. We could get weird and win on a couple last second field goals and make a run. That's why Packer fans want no part of a two seven matchup with Minnesota in, in, <laughs> yeah. in the first round of the playoffs. We want a piece. Of, I want a piece of the Cardinals again. I want to try them back. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen of the day. Coming up how COVID has hit pause on the Bulls' stellar start. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Ron Harper Jr. hit a buzzer beater from just inside half court and Rutgers shocked Purdue in its first ever game as the nation's number one team as Rutgers springs the upset 70-68 to on Thursday night. Purdue had gone ahead 68-67 on a layup by Travion Williams with four seconds left and with no timeouts, Rutgers inbounded the ball to Harper. 
who dribbled across half court and let it fly from the big R logo. The ball went through as time expired and Rutgers fans stormed the court. Another upset, this time for the women. Georgia Tech shut down number three UConn in its first game since an injury to reigning National Player of the Year Paige Beckers, defeating the Huskies 57-44 in a defensive slugfest Thursday night. With both teams struggling to muster offense, the game was tied 28-28 at half and 39-39 at the end of the third quarter. But Georgia Tech pulled away in the fourth before a raucous crowd to snap UConn's 240 game win streak. Yes, 240 game win streak against unranked opponents. In what may have been a preview of Saturday's Heisman Trophy ceremony, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young won the Maxwell Award Thursday night, given to the College Football Player of the Year. Young beat out pick quarterback Kenny Pickett and Michigan State running back Kenneth Walker III for the award. Young was also the winner of the Davey O'Brien Award, given to the nation's best quarterback, beating out Pickett and Ohio State's C.J. Stroud. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your college football action this season. Week 14 around the corner. The Cleveland Browns host the Baltimore Ravens. Both teams need a win. The betonline.ag line for this game is Cleveland giving three. Can Tom Brady follow in Bill Belichick's footsteps, or will the bill be ready after losing to New England? The betonline.ag line for Bucks bills is Bucks giving three and a half. And the largest spread for this weekend is the Packers hosting the Bears. The betonline.ag line for this game is Packers giving 12 and a half. You love to see it. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on. Here is another story you need to know. Derek Jones Jr. is just the latest Chicago Bull to be put in the NBA's health and safety protocol. He becomes the fifth Bull to be in the health and safety protocol. Chicago having to bust out the hardship provision just to roster enough people to go play basketball. Joining me now from Locked on Bulls is Matt Peck. And Matt, this is the part of the reality that we are living in, but... Chicago is the number two team in the East. They're off to a really hot start. How concerned are you that this could hurt their continuity here as they as they try and make a playoff push with, of course, all of the caveats that we hope all of these players are healthy moving forward? Yeah, Peter. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the, the final thought from you there is, is the most uh, concerning is just hoping that all of these players have mild symptoms, if any, and that they come through these positive cases uh, with no long-term side effects. But when it comes to the Bulls and the fact that they're a winning basketball team again, and they're, you know, you know, uh, biting at the heels of Brooklyn for the one seed in the East, I think the silver lining is that the Bulls already went through a grueling part of their schedule in November. And now, you know, you are missing DeMar DeRozan in addition to four other rotation players because of these positive tests and this, you know, this breakthrough that's going through their locker room right now. But at least it's in a stretch of their schedule where, you know, you only have three games a week instead of four or five, which they had pretty Mm -hmm. much every week in November. So even if you drop some games, you know, they lost to a very good Cavs team in Cleveland on Wednesday night. The Bulls shot poorly. Uh, But, you know, that was after reeling off four straight wins. One of those wins they managed without DeMar DeRozan when he went into health and safety protocol. So I think you just kind of have to take the schedule one game at a time right now and hope that Zach Levine, Vooch, Lonzo Ball, the key guys who are still here, 
play well and you can at least, you know, kind of um, stay afloat, you know, go 500 through this stretch of games where you're without a third of your roster. And look, this is the reality for every team in the NBA. They are facing the same sort of circumstances, the surges that we're seeing around the country. But Billy Donovan right now is one of the favorites to win coach of the year. This is his opportunity in some ways to to put himself really number one with a bullet, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if he manages to coach his way through this, I think certainly he would uh, earn a, a fair amount of respect and consideration for that. I, I think he was even being talked about as a potential coach of the year candidate before the Bulls started to have to deal with with all of no this. Doubt. Um, and, and, you know, again, maybe another silver lining is that the Bulls are going through this now. I, I mean, it's kind of crazy to put it in those terms, but... I guess better November and December than March and April if the Bulls are going to be there trying to make a playoff push. But given the the low expectations across the board from most of the, you know, trusted, you know, national NBA talking heads to begin this season, a lot of people did not believe in the Bulls offseason moves. They're proving a lot of doubters wrong right now. And, you know, we'll see. The Bulls hopefully will start to get some of these guys back. Like Kobe White was putting health and safety protocols back on December 1st. So he is right around now at that 10-day mark. They might get him back soon. They might get Javante Green back soon. But if they can't get through this stretch and still be there in one of those top two or three seeds in the East and, and make their way through this season that way, absolutely Billy Donovan deserves a lot of credit because he was putting out some lineups Wednesday night against Cleveland that – I mean, no offense Oof. to the back end of the Bulls rotation, <laughs> but you're 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 not supposed to be seeing those guys in the first quarter, and those guys were getting first quarter minutes. Coming up, haven't we learned not to guarantee wins? Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar in a lot of cases. Uh, they're the the coconut brownie Built Bar is like my favorite candy bar. It's incredible, but it's low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, low in fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, and they're delicious. Delicious and healthy. So many flavors you have to choose from. You've got double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, mint brownie, bonus flavors all the time, and they give you extra fuel, extra fuel that you need in the holiday season. Maybe to just get, get to work, you need something. Grab and go, or you need... Something in middle of the day. I'm I'm like a 2.30, 3 o'clock snacker. I'm also like a late morning snacker. And it's it's actually a really good thing late morning because you you feel like you're getting something that's good. It's not quite lunch food. You still feel like, okay, this is kind of, um, it's a bar. It's kind of breakfast. It's in between, but it's delicious. And it's covered in chocolate. Not, when am I going to ever say no to chocolate? No, thank you. Uh, my family, they don't know it yet, but they're getting built Bars in their stockings. That's a true story. I'm pointing to the stockings just, just out the door here on the mantle. They're going to get built Bars in their stocking stuffers. They're a great stocking stuffer because they do taste like candy, but they're better for you, a lot better for you than candy. They taste so good, you will not believe they're filled with protein. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Mike McCarthy has always been one to throw out a catchphrase. Packer fans will remember we're nobody's underdog this week for Cowboys Washington football team. It's we're going to win this game. I'm confident in that. Joining me now from Locked on Cowboys, it's Marcus Mosher. And Marcus, uh, 
This is something that is going to make certainly the superstitious fans in Cowboys Nation cringe. But he went on to say, I mean, what am I supposed to say? Yeah, I fully expect to win every game I've ever competed in. Is this a big deal to you? Absolutely not. I mean, he was right. Like, what is he supposed to say? No, we're going to lay down for Washington to be. <laughs> no, he's he's back in the building after missing, what, 12 days because of COVID. He's fired up to be back. It's a big divisional game. Listen, this I don't buy that this is bulletin board material. Do you think Washington's not – they're going to play harder now because Mike McCarthy said this? No, they're, they're going to try to win the NFC East. They're going to try to make the playoffs, uh, get a wild card spot. You could expect Washington's A-plus game anyway. So I, I think this is fun. I think we should see this more from coaches because it really doesn't ultimately matter on the field. I have to admit, um, as much as I like the Cowboys overall this season, I do like Washington plus four and a half in this game. Too many points, that is, right? It's too that many is, points. I agree. Uh, but at the same time, this is a rivalry game. And, and Mike McCarthy is no stranger to rivalries. I mean, Packers-Bears is... You know, depending on who you ask, the preeminent rivalry in the NFL. So he knows exactly what he's saying in this instant. And and what I loved is Dak Prescott, he, you know, had his an expletive, but he essentially said, Yes. Yeah. We're gonna win right, exactly. Game, right? <laughs> right. I mean, that's the other thing that we don't talk about with these guarantees is yeah, it might fire up your opponent or whatever. But I also think now the Cowboys are excited. Like they're, they're ready to go. They, I think this is a good little confidence booster after struggling for the last couple of months. Like, yeah, yeah we're going to go into Washington and we're going to beat them and we're going to tell you that we're going to beat them. And then we're going to go out there and do it. So I, I, I love it. It's, it's, these are the kind of things that we want more from coaches. Uh, let's, let's not criticize them too much for doing this. And if they do lose, so what? I promise you there's going to be a million other reasons why the Cowboys lost rather than what Mike McCarthy said on a Thursday press conference. And, and you know what? Mike McCarthy, uh, he takes plenty of heat. And, I, you know, I, I've made jokes about Mike McCarthy in the past. I have a lot of respect for Mike McCarthy. Uh, the team I covered won a Super Bowl while he was the head coach. But he he tends to handle these moments with a plum. He understands the pulse of his team. And if they need a little jolt in the arm, he's willing to go out there and take the heat and say, I'm going to say we're going to do this and I'm going to, I'm going to hold our guys accountable to go out and do it. And I think he's right for doing it because again, the Cowboys have not played well over the last month. And I think this game is certainly bigger for Washington than it is for mm. Dallas, right? Like if Dallas loses, they're still a game up in the division. They're still going to make the playoffs with, they already have eight wins. They probably need what, one more Peter to get into the playoffs yeah. in the NFC it's just not as big of a game for Dallas it is, as it is for Washington. But I don't think McCarthy wants his team to play like that, right? I think he wants them to play like this is a playoff game. And I think yeah. this is a good way to ensure that that happens. And finally, Thursday night, we learned the sad news that 33-year-old former NFL wide receiver Demarius Thomas had passed away. Demarius played most of his NFL career with the Denver Broncos. He was a Super Bowl champion and a five-time Pro Bowler. The circumstances of his death at this point are unknown. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe free and available on all platforms coming up Monday. It's time to start eliminating some NFL teams from contention. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.